I'd like to have an argument, please. Is this the right one for an argument? Welcome in to Arguing with Drew and Devin. Okay, we have a good argument. Fighting out of the blue corner from Sports 56. Sports 56. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett over on the other side. Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew? An argument is a collective series of statements to establish a definite proposition. I'm oh, sorry, is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? And fighting out of the red corner from 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN. Devin Walker. Devin Walker. Devin Walker. Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. Arguments an intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic game saying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, look. I... Thank you. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Barrett and Devin Walker. And welcome into another edition or episode. Episode? Yeah, we're going to go with that episode. Yeah, episode episode of Arguing with Drew and Devin. I am Drew Barrett. He is Devin Walker. It's been a really, really exciting Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know about you, Devin, but I had a great weekend, not just with the family, but with the food, but with, I think, maybe the most important half of the three Fs of Thanksgiving football. Yes. I mean, this is honestly the best college football weekend uh, of the season. Arguably, yeah. You probably could say that. And I don't really think it really let down. He started on on Thursday. Yeah, Texas A and M, LSU. Eh, it was a little saw, bad. That ended up with Coach O getting it, getting yeah, a job. Coach O got a job. Exactly. Good for old Ed or wrong. It's going to be a terrible situation down there, but that's okay. Hey, hey. That means I get to listen to Ed Orgeron do press conferences yes. for a whole nother year. That's in, a gift to me. In Louisiana, where he's from. So that, that is a gift to that's me. That's a gift to America. I feel it like. is. But I don't know if it's a gift for everybody else on the sidelines. But mm-hmm. if he can get Lane Kiffin, we'll see. But. Yeah, so Thursday we saw that. get Coach O gets a job. Then Friday, first game of the day. Yeah. Starting at 11 o'clock at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium on ABC. Yes. The University of Memphis Tigers, they took on the 20th-ranked Houston Cougars in what could be, definitely was, the best game of this year and possibly the best game, most exciting game we've seen at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in 10 years. I mean, I'd honestly, the excitement level, I would rank that over the Ole Miss game last year. Just in terms uh, of ups and downs, highs, it, lows, excitement. <laughs> I mean, that was an instant classic. It was a shoot. It was a shootout. Because at some point you thought you were going to lose a football game. Well, at some point you kept trying to tell me we were going to lose a football I game. Never, I never. Those words can never came out of my mouth. The words came out that Drew, be realistic. Well, they were up 34-17. Well, 20, uh, 34 17 and a half. You're like, yeah, yeah, we're sitting on our high horse. Yeah, we're going to win this game. I'm like, Drew? Well, we won the game. Drew. All right. I was like, Drew, be a realist. This is the number 20. Third, whatever they're ranked. This, 20. Is a, this is a legitimate football team. They have a housing qu- candidate at quarterback. This game's not over. I promise you. Oh, I knew, I knew it wasn't over, Devin. I just like to be Mr. Positive. Like no, you like to be and Mr. Fan. When, I was, you when in, I'm doing color, I've got to be the positive guy. you got to <laughs> analyze stuff and be positive about you were stuff. In I, can't, full, I can't be, oh, oh well, we're probably going to blow it. No, 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 no. You were in and full that's what you were mode. bringing over. That's what you were bringing, bringing to my side of the curtain. I was bringing realism. I'm all about being well, real. Well, You're I don't being, think me and Wolo wanted realism on Y'all are being fans. That's for, fine. For, you know what? I'm sometimes sorry. Sometimes in I'm life, sorry. Drew, you got to take a step back, 
take the fan, take mm. the Memphis sweatshirt off that you're wearing, and just look at it as a realist. And that's what I was doing. See, and I, tr- I try to do that. So, but sometimes, Devin, I've been a fan of this university my entire life. I'm right there with you. up a Memphis fan, and, you know, my fandom has gone on a lot longer in my life than this career of mine. This career has only last been going on for three years. So, obviously, with the fandom in me is going to be a little stronger at this point. You know, I've got I've to learn how to tone it back when I'm talking about my team. You have to learn how to turn back. Yes, because I know. I, I mean, I'm I'm a homer. I, I will, you can't be a homer I will all the time. I, I know I can't, but on, it's just who I am as a fan, as a Memphian. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm. I was born and raised in Memphis. Been a mm. Memphis fan all my life. Been Grizzly Grizzly guy going down to the pyramid, going to Liberty Bowl when D'Angelo was there, mm. dating Wimpron in those days. I've been. A, it's bo- it's in my blood. Yeah, but sometimes I get like I said, I just gotta pull the curtain back. Sometimes pull the curtain back and say, Devin. Right now, you do, you're being prof- mm. you, you're being a professional. You're doing what you do. Yeah. You can't be a fan. I know. I know. I need to take off my blue and gray gray blinders and be able to see the world for what it truly is. Yes. But you know that that game on Friday, I think, you know, regardless of if I was supposed to be professional or a fan, it was hard to not be a fan. I mean, there's just so much excitement, so much high, so many lows that. I mean, I think I had five heart attacks in the last three minutes of the game. It was it was fantastic. I was on the field for the last part of the game, and just seeing the emotion of the fans was just phenomenal. Like the reactions, mm-hmm. and it was. I got a video of, of uh, President David Rudd dancing. Really, it was on my Snapchat earlier this oh, week. I didn't he see was it. dancing when they scored that touchdown. Like it was, it was so <laughs> many emotions going through the fans of, even, like just like you said. I think. As far as like excitement goes, like up and down, like mm-hmm. roller coaster, it may, it may have been a better game than Ole Miss because we were down in that game at the beginning. The only and we 14 just nothing, four- and then just ran away with exactly. it. Exactly. We were up in this game. We were stuck on 34 for a long time. Oh, way too long. And way then we long. ultimately ended up winning the football game. So yeah, I, I do agree with you on that aspect that this might have been the most entertaining football game in the Liberty Bowl because we didn't have all this, the student support there. Mm-hmm. But everyone else was was out, man, a full force, and that was an amazing sight to see. Even when they won the game, we had just random fans just rushing the field. Just, yeah, I don't know why we rushed the field though. I didn't like that. It's just excitement, man. Like I you know, said, I was like, excited too, but I don't think I would have rushed the field. It's one of those, like you said, it's one of those things where you just the level of excitement was at its high. Like you're on a roller coaster, you mm. get you get to that highest point, yeah, and you win the game. You got to find somebody to let loose, man. Yeah, true. And and that's saw some fans just rushing the field. And, and just the way those players reacted, like I was kind of like in the crowd, like when they were mm-hmm. they were having a good time, they were just, they felt great, like yeah. they were like like wow, we just did this, we did this again, like mm-hmm. they felt like they were supposed to. I even heard some we'll, we'll talk about individual individually guys who showed out, but yeah. I heard one of the players say number three for Heisman, number three for Heisman. I was like, what? I mean, it doesn't and sound I mean, too far fetched. Realistically, I've been throwing that out there for not this year obviously because uh, honestly we're going to get that get to that because you're and you know that by now because you've obviously read the title before you clicked on it that this is uh the podcast to preview the heisman and other college football awards that will be given out december 8th i'm not 100 percent sure what day the heisman is yet uh it's probably the i'm not sure it's, probably, it's i think it's a, it's a couple days after the disney awards that are given out at disney world uh but I've been throwing it out there for the last couple of weeks about number three, Anthony Miller, being a next year preseason Heisman Trophy winner, trophy uh, watch list. And, I mean, the guy has got the numbers. I mean, right now he currently sits tied for seventh uh, in the country with 
1,283 yards, 84 catches in the country. He's, t- he's seventh he's, place right now. He's in receiving, seventh in receiving, and 15th in re- receptions. Yeah, and just some, I mean, Memphis stats just to go over, uh, especially like records that he holds right now. Uh, his 12, uh, 11 TD touchdowns is the second most in a season by any Tiger player. Um, the record right now is 13, which is held by Bill Robertson, uh, who had 12 uh, in his final career. Um, he Anthony Miller only needs three more TDs to catch Robertson's 19 career touchdowns, which if he continues to do what he can, he'll definitely might pass, he could possibly pass it. Uh, in a bowl game, but we'll definitely pass it within the first two games of next year's season. Uh, okay, wait, let me flip wrong page there. Uh, other records that he holds to right now: uh, most yards in a game, two hundred fifty versus Tulsa this year. Most receptions in a game, fifteen, of course, which he put up on Friday. Uh, most yards in a season. Anthony Miller is only the second one thousand yard receiving. Uh, wide receiver at Memphis, and he broke Isaac Bruce's record by 219 yards, and he's still got a game left to go. He has 10 100-yard receiving games, which is three more than the second most in school history by Duke Calhoun, who had seven through three seasons, and Ant's not even completely done with his second season of college football here at Memphis. I mean, this guy has just got ridiculous ridiculous numbers and it, and it's amazing to think that the guy was a walk on mm-hmm. he was a walk on he's he's turning himself into one of the best receivers in the nation just off per, pure talent and just the the fact that he wants to work hard he comes to practice every day and wants to work hard and be the hardest working mm-hmm. guy every single day and the hard work is it's paying off yeah it's it's ultimately playing off and you love to see that from a guy who's from Christian Brothers High School a Memphian mm-hmm. wearing the number 3 on his chest wearing the Memphis on his chest and doing big things for the name on the back of the jersey in spite of the team winning football games yeah he's doing a great job i mean you go back to preseason i think what he knock off three tenths off of his 40 time yeah. in an off season that's incredible i mean if he continues to work at that pace and continue to get better like that, there's no reason why this man shouldn't be on a Heisman watch list. You you mentioned Isaac Bruce, the guy who he passed. Mm -hmm. He interviewed with John and Jason and John on 929, and he said he could be an NFL receiver. I felt that way even before he said it, but he looks like a prototypical NFL slot receiver, a guy who plays in the slot Mm -hmm. and gets those short 15. Yeah, because he doesn't have the size. He's not the size to play on the outside, but he can be a slot guy who gets the quick 15-yard ins and outs and just takes Mm -hmm. it all the way. he, He can do it. The guy can do it. He has amazing talent. It's been a joy to watch him this last two years. It really, really has, and I cannot wait to see exactly uh, what Anthony Miller does in the bowl game. And then next year, uh, but let's look at the guy that's throwing the ball because actually nobody's really talking about Riley Ferguson. This man's having a heck of a season. Yeah, He has 28 touchdowns. Two, pa- two behind pa- Paxton? He is. Is it two? Uh, let me figure it out. I think I it's saw true. it on here. A second, he's 450 yards behind Paxton in yards per yards in a season. Uh, right now, he's currently second in most passing yards in a season with 3,326. Um, he has the fourth highest completion percentage in school history. Six most pass attempts. Uh, what about touchdowns in a season? I think I, I think I saw he was second behind Paxton. I think that was I'm it. I'm looking at it real quick. Because Paxton threw for 28 touchdowns last season, and he he broke the record last year when he yeah. threw 28 touchdowns. 
And Brawley is at right now. Let's see if it's come on, you get on. He's at twenty eight, so he's tied. Yeah. He's tied it. Yeah, so I mean obviously he'll get it in the bowl game. And uh his performance against Houston on Friday, he had four hundred and five yards. Uh that's the fourth most in a single game by a Tigers quarterback. That's phenomenal. And he's twenty eight, uh twenty eight touchdowns, only nine interceptions. It's yeah, that's a pretty good ratio. Not bad. They haven't come at the best time, Granny. No, I mean it's it's a little over <laughs> it's a little over three to one. Yeah, but he's been a very very great good quarterback for the mm-hmm. Tigers this year. Even though it seems like fans don't really appreciate it, you know. I, I, I and that's the thing. I think it's because with Paxton, we've just come to expect it. He's twelfth in the nation overall. Yeah, sixteenth in passing yards. Uh, only two shy of. The quarterback that we saw on Friday, Greg Ward Jr., who also had a career day. Host, we just talked about number 12. Guess who's two touchdowns ahead of him in the nation? We're talking about awards. Guess who's who's second? Guess who has two more touchdowns than Raleigh Ferguson does passing touchdowns? Uh, Lamar Jackson? Yes. Put that in perspective. Memphis fans, if you're listening to this right now, put that in perspective. Raleigh Mm -hmm. Ferguson has two Less touchdowns than the guy who's going to win the Heisman. Granted, Lamar Jackson's going to win the Heisman because he does it with his arm and his legs. Yeah. But just put that into perspective. The dude has two less touchdowns than the guy who's going to win the Heisman Trophy award. That's that's phenomenal. It, it, it really is incredible that the season that these Tigers have actually had. And I just think I think the record is kind of overshadowed it a little bit. We kind of spoiled a little bit. We we did. I mean, honestly, we did. We went nine and three in two years, eight and four, which by golly is still. Uh, Hell of a record. Yeah, you're still going to go to a pretty decent bowl game. I mean, this if you win the bowl, if you go to a, uh, if you win your bowl game, that's three straight seasons of nine plus wins. That's never happened. No, that's never happened. Never. Memphis football, not never is ever. Legitimate never, ever. No, dude. Shout out to you on that one. Thanks. <laughs> but the, Memphis football has never been relevant in in. And now I mean, we're we, gonna, we've been sort of relevant there through the D'Angelo years. We weren't relevant, four, though. We went to four bowl games in five years. But there wasn't this type of relevancy. We yeah, no, playing, it wasn't. It we wasn't. weren't playing ABC no, 11 a.m. football games. Relevancy. Yeah, no, no, we weren't. There's only one time that we ever got ranked, and that was we got ranked like number 25, and that was for one week until we lost to <laughs> Central Florida. One of the two Florida schools. But, I mean, that's what I'm like saying. Memphis football has never been this relevant. And oh, it's a great it. feeling to be able to say when we tell our kids, when we have them, mm. maybe down the line, that when I was in college, when I was at the University of Memphis. That was the best three years the school had ever seen. Exactly. That, that's going to be a great feeling mm. to tell our kids. that We were there when Memphis football was at its peak. You're seeing the other stuff. Yeah. Like, you're, our kids are going to see the other Memphis football. Granted, if they're still. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it's it's still thriving. Still Actually, someday, you know, when. We do have little Devons, a little yeah. Drews running around. That you know, Memphis could be a Power Five program, could be uh, a regular top twenty-five program. Yeah, but for now, we're gonna like kind of roll around in the success we're having mm-hmm. now because I mean, we never had it, so like yeah. it's just like, and we don't know how much longer it could exactly it was realistically gonna last. But I feel like this this season kind of sets the bar for what it could be. Mm-hmm. Mike Novell comes in his first year, isn't the, the most wins as a, a first most wins uh, by a first year coach in Memphis history, and the first coach uh, to ever go to a bowl game in his first year. Exactly. So that's setting the bar for what Memphis football mm-hmm. could be down the line. So let's just pray. We're gonna mm-hmm. right now on the on arguing with Devin and Drew. I don't care what religion you are. We're going to pray that Memphis football has sustained sustained success. Lead us, Reverend. Okay. God, I I want to thank you today for letting us have nine wins in three straight seasons. I want to thank you for today for bringing us Paxton Lynch. I want to thank you today for 
giving us the win over Ole Miss last season. I want to thank you today for bringing us Mr. Mike Norvell mm. from Arizona State. Lord, Great. thank you so much. Great. Thank you for bringing Ross Raleigh Ferguson. Thank you for blessing us with Anthony Miller and all the sustained success. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Go Tigers, go. Amen. Amen. Only here on the argument with Devin and Drew will you hear someone pray for sustained Tiger football success. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, well, while we're we're still on it, let's go ahead and we'll talk about the bowl game. What bowl game do you want to go to most? Um, I saw the list of games. It was yeah, it was three Florida. It was three Florida games, right? Three Florida games. One in the Bahamas. Yeah, and right one now, in Texas. You got the Birmingham Bowl, the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth. Birmingham, of course, against SEC. Fort Worth is against the Big Twelve. Uh, Miami Beach Bowl is against the MAC. The Boca Raton Bowl is against Conference USA. The Bahamas Bowl is against the MAC. The Beef O'Brady Bowl in in uh, Saint Petersburg, Florida, is against the A uh, ACC. And then the military bowl in Annapolis is versus ACC. So what I'd prefer, I don't want to go back to Birmingham. I don't either. That was because Legion Field is a crap hole. It is a crap hole. That's being nice. I, I understand the historics behind Legion Field. It used to be place. Uh, the place where the Iron Bowl was held. All the big before Atlanta got real big. It was the football headquarters of the South, where everybody played. Nineteen ninety six, the Olympics were there. Yeah. So I mean I can I can I can understand the the his history behind it and I'm all for history but good god that place is a that crap place hole. is a crap hole it really <laughs> is so if I I want I think I want Fort Worth just to you know get a uh, good punch at the Big Twelve good I mean I want the, I want that him. game for a different reason I want, because it's literally the closest game I could drive to like yeah I mean Fort Worth's just right outside of Dallas. Exactly, and like that's and I drove to Dallas three weeks ago mm-hmm. for the SMU game, and How that long was did it take you? like five and a half hours. Really, it was go go a hundred the whole way there. You'll get ah, there. You'll, you'll get there really quick. I promise you. <laughs> it was behind. Awesome, I might get pulled over. A very great playlist that I put together too. So, fans, you listen to this. If we get into the Fort Worth Bowl, get you a great playlist and go a hundred miles per hour, and you'll make it there in five hours. All right. But um, if we're talking about my selfish interest, I want to go to Texas again. Mm. Texas is nice. Florida, I wouldn't mind going to the beach, but dude, it's just about being down there, you know? Like, that's yeah. a long drive. It is a long drive. I mean, St. Petersburg is further south than Tampa. Oh, my God. Just, I mean, not very much farther than Tampa. I think it's like literally, you know, maybe like 50 miles outside of Tampa. But I'll, still, Tampa's pretty far south. I'll, let's replay the SEC. I want. Even though the Birmingham that place is a crap hole, let's go. Re- let's re- yeah, I mean, I'd, lo- I'd, I'd take the SEC because um, if you look at the AAC conference right now, I, I looked at it yesterday. If SMU would have beat <laughs> Navy, which mm-hmm. they ended up not doing, they were twenty four fourteen at one point. They ended yeah. up losing seventy three to twenty four or something. Yeah, <laughs> if they would have won that game, they would have the AAC would have eight. Ball eligible yeah, teams. And we would have been able to fill exactly all of these. But SMU actually statistically still has a shot to go to a bowl right now because I did a little little math today. Look at you. And do you know how many bowl games there are? I don't know. There are 80 bowl games. Wow. Do you know how many college football FCS schools have six or more wins? Uh, 63. 75. Close. That's They need five. So... There are 40 bowls, my bad. That means 80 teams. Yeah. So they need five more teams. Who have losing records. Who, have, who only have five wins. So Miss, I think Mississippi State's going to squeak in there. 
SMU? I wouldn't mind Mississippi State as long as Ole Miss, you know, has to stay at home. They didn't make a bowl. I know. <laughs> That's funny. They got killed by State. Oh wait, another fun fact. Since we're, we're talking about bowl eligible teams, guess who's the only Mississippi school that's bowl eligible? Southern Miss. Yes. Yeah, six and six. That's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Mississippi. Y'all are terrible <laughs> at football. And also shout out to Tennessee. Y'all are terrible, oh, too. Man. But that's a story for another day. Good old Bandy. Anchor down. Yes. I was going anchor down all Bo- over people on Beale Street last Bo- night. Bo- Anybody I saw wearing Tennessee stuff, I was going, anchor down. You get into a fight? No. Okay, good. But One guy yelled Hey, shout out to them, though. Come old Bo- eligible. Bo- eligible. Not bad. But not Derek Mason scares the hell out of me too. He's, he's a scary guy. He is a scary, scary person. I I don't think I could I could honestly play for the guy. He just seems way too intense for me. All right, let's actually get on to what this topic is about here. Because we wasted the first nineteen minutes of, of the show. Let's talk about the Heisman. It's the Heisman, the pose. You can't and there's really it. only one name out there right now that just really deserves it, and it's because the guy is just ultimately become the best football player in college football, and that's Jackson Jackson, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for Louisville. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, I really doubted him a little bit. I really did. You know, uh, everybody started to get high on him after the first three weeks, and I was like, whoa, I got whoa, high whoa, on him whoa, After the first game. Yeah, I know, but I was, I was pumping the brakes because I don't remember the first two teams that they played against, but then he also put up like – With Charlotte. Charlotte was the first Charlotte, game. He threw eight touchdowns. Yeah, that's against Charlotte. And then they he destroyed Syracuse. And I was like, okay, he destroyed Syracuse. And he destroyed somebody else. And I was like, all right, you know what? Everybody seems to be too high on Louisville right now. Let's wait until see what this guy, this Lamar guy, can do against Florida State in week four. And what does he do? Shows out. Shows out and destroys them. And they it lost. just continues. But they lost. No. Louisville beat Florida State. They Really? Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. Continue. Listen. So, and the guy just continued to show out. All season long. Right now, he has 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions, passing. passing yeah, I was going to say, don't rushing, forget the rushing touchdowns. Yards, he's got 3,390 passing yards. Dude has and then you go over to the guy's feet. 21 touchdowns. 21 man. touchdowns. 1,538. You know, I'm just going to do some quick math here, but that's almost 5,000 total purpose yards. <laughs> That's and the, I'd love to see what the record is for a quarterback. We're, we're gonna we're gonna find it. We're gonna find the the record for most touchdowns in a season. Okay, and we're working on that one. But continue. Yeah. So it really it's almost a little unfair for all these other players that are actually having great seasons. You just they've just ran into a guy who is just head and shoulders above everybody else. I'm gonna I want to compared to compared to him. You look at guys that you thought were gonna be. Um, you know, ultimately holding that trophy at the end of the year, like quarterback Deshaun Watson from Clemson. Everybody has really said that he's had a down year, but the guy's thrown for 34 touchdowns. He's got 3,626 yards passing, 444 yards rushing for four touchdowns. The guy still is having a credible year. Maybe those aren't the exact numbers he had last year. That's still a very, very good season, and it almost doesn't even look like it, like he's doing basically anything. And then also you look at... Uh, Jake Browning at Washington. Yeah. Look at Dalvin Cook at Florida State. Look at Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they might have two Hasman candidates on that Yeah, they team. do, actually. Baker Mayfield and D.D. Westbrook. The guy who missed a couple games at the start of the year, but he ultimately turned into one of the best receivers in the nation. You know, let's not forget about this guy. 
Jabril Preppers, man. Jabril Preppers from Michigan. Now that guy, that, I that thought, guy. I thought he had a chance if, Be, because he can do anything. He, he can do, do everything. If you if you're listening to this and you don't watch college football, Jabril Preppers He's played five positions. Is right? that guy on college football that you can put at any single mm-hmm. position? He would thrive at it. Plays running back, linebacker, cornerback, punt returner, kick returner. He's played a little bit of receiver too, hadn't he? Receiver. He'll do safety. He's heck. They probably put him down on the uh, at D end. Yeah, Once or twice. The dudes, mean, you're, if you're counting at home, that's eight positions. The dude's 72 tackles this season, second on the team. A team high 16 tackles for loss, including four sacks. You go over to the offensive end. The dude has uh, he scored three touchdowns while rushing for 167 yards. Averaged 15 yards per punt return, 24 yards mm-hmm. per, per per kick return. That's that's phenomenal, man. Like that, a couple of those t- those kick returns have been called back due to penalties, but. God's been amazing. He's been fun to watch, and and he's I, gonna he's gonna sweep these awards at Disney. Oh yeah. I think he's gonna be the guy who gets most of the awards. I think you know. Let's go ahead and go over to the Maxwell Award. Probably the other uh, best awards a player can receive in college football. It's a player of the year, and I think you got to give it to Peppers. I'm also one of these guys that you know. I I also look back at you know when I talk about these awards. Um, you know, I think about back when D'Angelo Williams was up for the running back award, the the Walker Award, and they gave it to Reggie Bush, even though everybody knew Reggie Bush was going to win the Heisman. It's not a you want to give it to him as a ribbon, kind of. The best the best player is the best player. Yeah. We know who the best player is, even though he struggled the last three the last three weeks. Well, last two weeks he struggled. Last week he had a he had sacked eighteen t- ten times against Houston. Eleven times. Eleven times against Houston, Houston and he had the game seven different players. And he had the like game losing fumble this week against Kentucky. Mm. So I mean, even though he struggled the last two weeks with all eyes on him, but he's the still the best offensive guy. player in mm. the nation and you have to give the Maxwell too. None other than action, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, free Kodak, free everybody else that he talks about. The guy has swagger, man. He plays mm. football game with swagger. He's probably the most electrifying player since Michael Vick to play football. So I have to give the Maxwell Award to Mr. Action Action Jackson, Lamar Jackson. All right. So do you give you give obviously you give Peppers the defensive player of the year, right? No. 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 I'm giving that to Derrick Henry. He's not a finalist. Are you serious? Yeah. Name your finalists. Peppers, Michigan, Jonathan Allen from Alabama, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. A&M. And what's the guy's name uh, from Ohio State could be up there. I think right now he is – let me go to – I had it pulled up here a second ago. Derrick, he's getting he, snubbed, bro. Malik Hooker from Ohio State. He is third in the country in interception yardage, and he's fourth in the country in interceptions with six. That's not. That's how, is not that, how is that guy not up for not at least a finals? Final how is four? how is Derrick Henry not a Derrick Barnett not a finalist? The guy's fifth in the nation in sacks. How is my then? Why, why is Miles Garrett up there? I know. I know. Coming in, he was. I guess it's just off name alone. I know. It might be. It has to be off name alone. Yeah. How far down is old Miles Garrett in sacks? In sacks, he is. You got to keep scrolling to find yeah, his I'm name. Scrolling, he is tied for thirtieth with nine sacks. That's so. How, why is he up for the award? I, I don't know. That's just according like to there's, CBS. There's, there are the finalists. There's a, there are more guys that and that can uh, be Jonathan Allen's had a great season too from Alabama. Exactly. I understand that. 
So, I mean, I guess we'll give it to him. You got, if, if you're giving it to the guess, three finalists, you've got to give it to Peppers. Give it to Peppers. I give that one to Peppers. Oh, okay, you keep going. No, 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 no. Okay, I, I was say. thinking about the – I was going to go back to the Heisman. Deontay, All right, go back to Heisman. Deontay Freeman, a guy who's leading the nation in yeah, rushing at Texas, Texas, had a phenomenal year. Just, I want to throw his name out there for the fans who are listening. So, oh, he's doing a phenomenal year. You know, Texas, they're not bald either. Shout out to Charlie Strong, man. Charlie Forget everybody Strong. else, man. Shout out to Charlie Strong. I feel bad for him. I feel really bad for him too. Forget Tom Herman. Hey, he'll he'll find another job. What if Char- what if Charlie Strong goes to Houston? Ah, I don't see that happening. That, I mean, flop. that would be that would be kind of funny. But <laughs> I think the leading candidate for that job, I think I think Dan Mullen's going to be a good fit for that job. Dan Mullen would fit perfectly from state. Yes, you think he's leaving state for Houston? Uh, why not? Do you know what? Do you don't what talent do you have in Mississippi State? He also had them ranked at number one two years ago. I don't, and I don't. I think Drew, he's got. The, he's probably the guy, the only coach in college football that's got the ten year security job. It's Drew Barrett, tell me, There's nothing what that man talent do does he have at Mississippi State? I don't know. I don't watch state football very much. That team is terrible. They, they beat Ole Miss. Damn good they, yesterday. They did. They look good against Ole Miss. That team is not good. Losing Dak Prescott, like that showed that Dak Prescott was the best player of Mississippi State history. Yeah, he was. He literally exactly. was. Exactly. So why would you stay there? You lost the best player in history. You Who's going to come behind him? One. Go to Houston. Recruit. Why would you take Dan a step Mullen, down? Dan Mullen, go to Houston. No, you don't take a step Dan down. Dan Mullen. Go from the SEC West to the American if you're losing, West. If you're listening to this freaking podcast, go to Houston. Dan, just... Stay in, stay in Starkville and correct, collect your millions. I'd rather be in Houston. Than, I'd rather be in Houston than be in freaking Starkville. You crazy? Am I wrong? Would you rather be in Houston or Starkville? As a coach, I'd rather be in Starkville. Why? It's the SEC. Are you, are you putting that much leverage into the SEC that you would sit there and be mediocre for five, six years and be we don't know a top level team in Houston? We don't know if they're going to be mediocre. Mississippi State didn't have anybody. Have you looked at recruiting? Have you looked yes, at recruiting? Yes, I'll look, at, I'll look at recruiting for you right now. And tell me, I'll tell you where Mississippi State ranks in recruiting. They're terrible. They're not good. I'm just saying, he has got, he's got the most secure job in college football. At the boat at eight. The, the thing, he saved his job this week just because he beat Ole Miss. He hadn't beat them in three years. Yeah. If he lost, if he would have lost Ole Miss yesterday, the dude would not have a job this week. But just because he beat Ole Miss, he saved his job. Dude, go to Houston. Save yourself while you can. And go to Houston, a program that nobody in the city even cares about. They can't even sell out a 40,000-seat stadium for Louisville. Or the first American Athletic Conference championship last year. They can't sell out a 40,000-seat stadium? Are you kidding me? Dan Mullen, go to Houston. Dan Mullen, go to Houston if you don't want anybody (laughs) to ever see what you can do. Because nobody in that city gives a crap. Who's going to see you at Mississippi State in Starkville, Mississippi? A lot of people. They're, gonna sit th- they're rigging their cowbells just because they want to be there. They're not there. They're, they're not there to win. They're, that team is not good. <laughs> what are they there for? Just to show up and ring say, the freaking hey, ring the I damn go, cowboys. I get to wear a cool little jersey. Exactly. Wear this ugly maroon color. Ring, ring my tacky cowbell. Oh goodness! Can we You're keep, gonna keep, get a lot of hate. Can we keep old state fans? Can, can we keep going, please? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Stay at Starfall. Gosh, well, that's what we should have talked about the coaching carousel that's about to happen. Uh, we'll, we'll, that will, we'll go ahead and do that next week. That's fine. We'll do that next week. Let's you finish on pu- the topic that we have at hand. You got me pumped up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the Luke Rosa Award, which this finalist list is a little BS if you ask me. Uh, uh, once again, my, Drake, blue and, my blue and gray blinders on. Once again, once again. So the three finalists are Daniel. 
Carlson from Auburn, Zane Gonzalez from Arizona State, and Young Ho Koi. Yeah, that's what we're gonna go. Are with. you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you asking? Young me Ho, or maybe it's Young Ho Ko. Yeah, we'll go Young Ho Ko from Georgia Southern. Are you asking me who's gonna win this? Who's gonna win? Uh, Jake Elliott. <laughs> He's not a violent. <laughs> That's who I, would, I think should win. I mean, dude, I don't know. I don't watch kickers, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's an important part of the game, dude. No, they're not football players. Sorry, they're not football players. <sighs> All right, maybe when, I need. Maybe I need a. Uh, when they created football, Drew, back in the nineteen whenever they created football, do you think they they wanted games to be side games to be decided by somebody kicking but the football? It had, but it decides. No, games. no. Answer my question. When they made when they created football. Do you think they wanted guys who kicked the football to decide a football maybe, game? Maybe that's why they they called it football there, Devin. They call it football in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Just, what? Why is football called football if the person that actually uses their damn foot decides the football game. game? I mean, come on. It's that simple. And, you know, I, I, we're running low on time, so we got to get back to these awards. But darn it, Devin, I'm, I'm sorry. I hope that the first Lou Groza Award winner – Mr. Joe Allison from the University of Memphis is listening to this. And, Joe, I'd love to have you on. You know what? I might even reach out to you. Get, get, Joe, I get Joe Allison on here to tell you why kickers do belong in football and why they're an important part of the game. We're going to move on. I'm not even going to ask you about the punter because you obviously don't like the kicker. Why would except, you like the except if your name's Marquette King. I do swaggy. Shout right. out to that guy. Best quarterback award. Finalist, Lamar Jackson, Bla- Baker Mayfield, and Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson, easy. He's I'm gonna work. say he doesn't win this one. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with Watson. You, okay. Uh, <laughs> highly doubt you've done research on the most outstanding interior alignment award. Yeah, that's not another position I don't watch. Mm-hmm. I know who Drew Kaiser is though. He's not. And he, Gabe Coon, two cool guys. Oh, dude, love Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. Shout out to Gabe Coon. All right. Um, the defensive back award. Defensive back award, I'll give that to, where is it? I just saw it. Defensive player, defensive player, player of the year, blah, 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 running back. I don't see it. Give me the nominees. Uh, Jordan Lewis, Michigan. Oh, okay, I see it. Uh, right, you see it? Yeah. Uh, I'll give that to the Trey, Trey Davius White at LSU because LSU is DBU, if you did not know. Oh, I did. Oh, you I've knew heard that? Of it. Yeah. You knew that? Yeah. No. LSU is DBU, so I think Trey Davius White will keep up the trend of DBU, even though he only has – Two interceptions this season. <laughs> yeah, let me look that up. <laughs> he only has two, two interceptions this season. And I'm giving him a award. That's fantastic. Just because he's from DBU. That shows how much leverage you have if you're from LSU. Uh, let's go. All right, all right. Let's move on quickly. Uh, outstanding receiver award. I wish my guy Juju was in this running, but he's not. Uh, you know who that is? Juju? No. At uh, USC. Uh, Your three finalists are Austin Carr, Northwestern, Jay Jones D. D. from Westbrook. East Carolina, who leads the country in receiving yards. He does. But and he then plays. you got uh, Heisman watch list, D.D. Uh, Westbrook. From Zay Oklahoma. Jones plays for East Carolina. Yeah. Okay. There's some just, that, that's, I'm just saying he plays for East Carolina, so by default he does not get it. So D.D. Uh-huh. Westbrook's a Heisman finalist, finalist, and he's probably one of the best players on his team, so I'll give that to him. I'll sit in tight end. I'll give to O.J. Howard because O.J. did not kill anyone. Uh, community service, Trevor Knight. No, 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 no. Community service award goes to Christian McCaffrey because even though he's kind of falling off the radar, 
he's if he's up for a community service award, yeah, obviously that's something. He's he's obviously doing something. All right, so. all right, there we go. Take the time. All right, yeah, we're 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 very low on time. I'll just go ahead and run through. I'm gonna go with uh, Johnson for East Carolina. Uh, gonna go with Jack Butt from Michigan. Does he go that get that because of his name? No. Okay. He played pretty well on Friday or Saturday, and we'll go with McCaffrey for the community service. Award. Then before we run out of time, why don't you go and shout out all the things you do, where the people can hear you, where they can follow you, where they can yell, where all the state fans can yell at you personally. State fans, if you, wish you, would, like, if you would like to yell at me, come yell at me on Twitter at Devin underscore Walker 5. I will love your feedback. I, like I said, dude, just come on state fans. Just follow me and let, we can have a conversation about why Dan Mullen should leave. Follow me on Facebook at Devin Walker. Follow me on Snapchat at DM Walker 5. Follow me on Instagram at DM Walker 5. If you'd like to hear me, hear me on Tuesdays and Thursdays on the U92 Sports Desk from 8.35 to 9 o'clock. And if you'd like to see me write things, <laughs> I don't know how to read. Read, read me. me. Read me. Um, I write for NCAA.com. My first story will be up this weekend. It will be about the evolution of college uniforms, so look out for that. And just football or basketball? Or all around? All basketball. Okay. So look out for that. So guys, I'm everywhere, man. Just hit me up. I'm here. Alright. And you can follow me on Twitter at dbarrett 36 Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett 1236s Follow me on Snapchat. I don't really ever Snapchat or do any type of social media, so if you're going to follow me, it's probably pointless. I need to work on that. Uh, on Snapchat at dbarrett 36 Um... Don't forget to listen to me, you know, sometimes throughout the week on the weekends on Sports 56 WHPQ and 87.7 FM. And, of course, along with Devin on 92, on whoa, whoa, 91.7 WMR. My bad. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't oh, know. It's been a late night. All right. On WMRU 92, the Jazz Lever on the Sports Desk program for the greatest college perspective in sports. Wait, one last thing. If you'd like to see me. You can see me either at Grizzlies games or at Tigers games. I'm always there. Here, that's where you can go yell at him in person. If you, love, if you like to yell at me in person, find me at a Tiger game or at a Grizzlies game. I'm wearing a black hat always. Yeah, you do wear that Nike hat all the time. Dude, it's black, man. Yeah. It's neutral. You know? uh, yeah. Neutral colors go with everything. All right. Well, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Arguing with Drew and Devin. He is Devin Walker. I'm Drew Barrett. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Yeah. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spend quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night 
on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. Sarita Trivia.